Wait, wait, how should we introduce this? Hi guys, welcome to the Politics Podcast. It is Paula. Um, I'm here with a few other members. You guys can introduce yourself. Uh, hi, up? I am also here. I am Kat. <laughs> hey, I'm Daniel. Um, and in today's episode, we are going to be giving our reactions to the election. And yeah, so without further ado, let's get into it. So, um, Kat, Daniel, what are some of your um, opinions on the election? And how do you feel um, with the results? Uh, I'm definitely feeling generally good about... Um, hopefully some slightly better changes in policy that uh, will result from this, but also not great, especially considering that pretty much half of America, that uh, the country is in such a state that half was still um, in favor, even after the four years of a lot of, a lot of other bad things uh, happening with increased frequency or more publicly, and it was still that polarized. That's concerning, definitely. Daniel? He seems to be muted. Um, oh. Do you want to go? <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that I'm definitely happy that um, Joe Biden is our president-elect. Um, I would definitely say that I didn't see that happening. I thought for there was a good portion where um, oh, yeah. of time where I thought that like Donald Trump was going to win, um, but like thankfully that was just not the case. Um, I was I was really scared, you know, in the beginning when people were like, Donald Trump is not going to um, succeed the race. He's not going to, you know, back down. I was like, oh, my God, that's like terrible. Uh, what we're going to do like there, you, I don't know if you know, like on TikTok, there was like all these TikToks and like on Twitter, there was all these tweets about like there being like this revolution and like the Gen Z's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's not even. <laughs> we're going to. um was gonna leave (laughs) type things yeah and so i remember being like super scared and then like when the election happened and then like you know joe biden was ultimately declared the winner of it nothing happened and like donald the threat of donald trump not you know stepping down wasn't really that big of a threat as i initially thought it was like i thought it would be a lot Mm -hmm. i just I, i thought it would not be as good as it as it is now um, but that being said, I still don't like Joe Biden. Like Joe Biden is definitely not my first choice. Um, I definitely feel like there's a lot that we have to do as a country. There's a lot of reflecting that we have to do because there's still 70 million people who voted for Donald Trump and those people are just not going to go away. Yeah, definitely. It, the fact that the candidate that was able to win, not by like a super big margin either is very moderate, definitely says something as well about what's the mindset people are in the fact that it was so close and that like I also legitimately did think that I just remember sitting on the couch and being like Trump is probably gonna win again um but obviously that didn't end up happening um Daniel do you have um any opinions on like what happened in the election I would love to hear your thoughts I hate both I hate both of them I already told this to other people but I was gonna be mad no matter who won because I can't believe these were the two candidates we had It's literally a racist, rich white man, another rich, racist white man who's more racist. I I get that. But still, we're putting a racist white man in power. Well, sorry, I'm specifying white. Rich white man. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I I'm not I'm not. I okay. I'm happy Trump lost. I'm not happy Biden's in office. That's how I should put it. 
Yeah, I think we can definitely celebrate the fact that, like, Trump is gone. And also, I it's, like, crucial, honestly, going forward that everyone is made aware and recognizes that it's not, like, over just because there is a Democrat. That doesn't automatically make everything okay. There's still injustice no matter who is in office. Um, and that's a great point that I definitely agree with. I think that um, this rhetoric that racism is over, this rhetoric that, you know, the the all of this Trump era is now behind us. Um, I you guys I made a comment earlier where I was just like, we're back to regular racism because that was the norm before Donald Trump came here. Um, and I definitely feel like Donald Trump definitely opened up a door that will never close. Like we'll never he, be he able emboldened to emboldened people. Literally, we'll never be able to close that door. So I feel like I, I don't I'm not really understanding how we can just move forward and act like the last four years didn't happen or at least address the, the next the last four years. Excuse me. I'm, I'm kind of curious as to how Joe Biden is going to um, address those things and address those concerns and um, kind of how he what he's going to do for the Donald Trump supporters because he did say that he wants to be the president for all so I'm actually kind of wondering how he's going to react to that base and kind of cater to that base as well yeah um I think you brought up earlier like uh the stuff going on on TikTok um speaking of like people not recognizing the injustice in the country that was already happening. I just remember vividly seeing this one and it was like a guy putting an American flag back up and saying, I can finally feel patriotic again. And it was such a strange viewpoint to see because it was like, was Trump the only thing in your mind that was making America bad? Like America kind of, sucked before trump even yeah seeing that people were saying that you know now that he's gone like racism is suddenly over everything is fine lgbt people's like rights aren't in danger it's not like you know someone that has done damage to uh trans communities is right now the vice president it's like there's a lot more to it than just it's either good or it's bad yeah, I think, because um, I saw a lot of TikToks, and I think the a lot of the political discourse we're going to have is around TikTok, because we are the gym. Oh, yeah? Um, I'm not on TikTok, <laughs> and I don't suspect I'll ever be, because I find most of them cringy. So. Yeah, they are. But, like, the, some of the political takes are just, like, people, like, minorities, and I'm a minority myself, because you guys can't see me. I am black. Oh, I promise. <laughs> um <laughs> A lot, of them, <laughs> a lot of them were, like, oh, you know, um, minorities, I, I'm, like, why are white people telling uh, the minorities that they can't be happy? And I don't think that that's, well, at least from what I've seen, I don't think that that was the rhetoric um, that they were putting out. It was just like, yes, we can celebrate that Donald Trump is out of the presidency, but it's subtle for Joe Biden. It isn't a full out celebration because at the end of the day, those rights are still not protected. Those legislations are still not going to be put in place um, to properly protect these communities uh, because Joe Biden, like Joe Biden has openly said that he doesn't support defund the police. And if you guys don't know, defund the police isn't like taking money away from the, like the police department and just like completely dismantling the police. That's one version of it. But the mainstream version of it is um, taking away. So like police departments have more money than like school, like than the school, um, is it the apartment? I wouldn't call it the school department, but like yeah. they have like the Department money. of Education. Yeah, so then the Department it, of so Education. So it is the school department. So it is yes. the school department. Uh, then the Department of Education and so forth. And so um, it's talking about taking some money away and reallocating to other um, sources and resources that can help 
uh, within the community. So things like counselors, things like sending people in instead of like police officers, because we send police officers for everything. Like whenever you have a problem, any type of dispute, you send officers. So the first thing we want to change is to send maybe um, someone else in other than the police. Um, we'll get into that in another um, topic. But um, those are things that he said that he openly denounced. So it's like, I don't know um, if our rights are necessarily protected, if we can just relax. Yeah, like, um, it's especially bad to see Trump and Trump supporters and a lot of people in general pushing the idea that Biden is like some radical leftist or using the word socialist, like, Ugh, in, stop, in you're giving me an aneurysm. That, <laughs> in contexts that make no sense, because like exactly what you just said, that's like not at all radical. I mean, people have been taking money away from schools and um, different like departments in them that need funding for forever. So the this like ext- extremely aggressive opposition to not even abolishment, not, like people don't want to consider that at all, but rather just like defunding, taking away some of the money, maybe being able to use it for something like, um, I guess a good example that's brought up a lot is if someone is having a mental health crisis, instead of sending an officer to someone that's like suicidal, then sending someone that can help them cope and um, not feel endangered when they are in a crisis already. Like, in my opinion, that'd be absolutely great thing to do and also especially in black communities that would um definitely if there's like an issue going on where someone is having that sort of crisis prevent violence uh i gotta on the side of the cops by the way that's important to specify (laughs) i gotta say the coldest takes i have ever seen have to be on twitter i mean on both on both sides like this whole this whole no nuance november for the people that are listening if you don't know no nuance november was an idea where people um decided that they would say some political take that they have um and not explain them but um it was good like in like in theory but in practice not good at all because like people were saying things that like literally make no sense and just taking political takes that they um heard and like putting it out there with like literally no context like it's 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 just so bad going minorly off topic through twitter i found out anarcho-capitalists actually exist i didn't think that was a real thing it is an unfortunate reality it really (laughs) is unfortunate and i also i kind of want to also talk about like voter suppression um and that because there's a lot of rhetoric that i hear all the time where they're like um you know we're not going to care about florida anymore because florida went red or we're not going to care about you know texas anymore because they went red what you're doing is you're silencing the minorities that live there because of because they their votes have been suppressed and they've been suppressed for a really long time in these places. So when you're doing that, you're kind of like saying, you're not acknowledging the things that the minorities in those places are going through. And that's a lot of the rhetoric that I heard. And I was like, that's super dangerous because like, it's not that these people didn't go out and vote. It's due to voter suppression. And it's funny how we've been talking about voter suppression this whole entire um, time, even up to the election. And yet when we see it in real time, we don't care. We don't call it out. I, I, I just, I, I, I think that that really just speaks to the performative activism that happens a lot <laughs> right now, especially with everything being so politicized and this like the election cycle. Um, I think that people just really need to kind of look back and reflect on some of the things that we're speaking about it and be about it. 
Yeah, I feel like I feel like this episode should be titled like TikTok, Twitter and the elections because so much of how like um people our age view politics ends up happening through conversations across those platforms. Let's but, um, talk about that a little bit. Um, one more thing before I move on about voter suppression. Um, Daniel was also in this class, but we did a debate about if America is a democracy or not um, <laughs> and we put on like random teams. And the biggest point, like by far, that it was not a democracy um, is voter suppression. And the fact that that is, I mean, if you want to talk about democracy as being the people are ruling, that's like an extremely important issue to address. And like, I saw the same sort of post that um, you mentioned. I saw someone say something about um, Flint being like, I don't remember if it ended up not being read, but at, at one point it like was. Um, yeah, and someone was, said yeah. something about like, um, them not caring about it anymore. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, what like sort of mindset just... do you have to be in to think that that's an okay, even if it was a joke, like to make? Yeah, that, like that just was just like not okay. And um, I, I definitely want to expand on the voter suppression just a little bit. So voter suppression is more than just like, I don't know, like ballots going missing. Like voter suppression is the accessibility that like people have to um, vote. Or because um, like in certain towns and places, they don't have, um, is it a voter booth? I keep forgetting the words. Um, it's where you go to like actually vote. Like they don't have those in those towns. A so ballot they have to, like, box. Ballot box. So they have to drive like really, really far away to go um, vote. And again, if you're like a single mother with like two kids and different things like that, you're not going to go that far because you live paycheck to paycheck. So those are some of the things that um, I would consider voter suppression. I think that a lot of people don't. And I think that a lot of people don't talk about it or view it that way. But those are some of the things that we see across the country, um, especially in these um, minority um, communities. And I also, um, that leads me to my another point, um, another point, excuse me, is that like, this discussion, I've seen a lot about minorities and voting for right and left. I think that that's something that I kind of want to talk about too. Um, I think that, I don't think it's, because I'm black, right? Again, I promise I'm black. Um, I don't think it's anti-black to vote Republican. I don't think that it is okay for white leftists to go under someone who is of a minority and call them coons and call them so many, I've seen it, like racial stories and different things like that. You, That's not okay. Um, I just think that when you, I don't know the best way to explain it, but it's like when you play the respectability politics, like I'm the good Negro, um, I'm I'm not like those other Negroes and different things like that, then, then that's when I'm just like, are you really, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're complaining that's that. The, that's like, that's, that's like the same thing when Biden said, if you don't, if you don't know who to vote, you ain't black. That's like, literally, like, that's, honestly, that's literally to, what say that that, to say that any political party cares about black people or like minorities in general is a lie like none of the parties care about minorities and that's just what it is so I think that like to say that any party does is it's just like a lie and then I also think that like you know I've seen people like Candace Owens say like oh we're making everything about race but when you look at Candace Owens platform her platform is solely based on the fact that she's a black woman who is a conservative so it's like what, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just very, very contradicting. Um, and that's why I'm just like, sometimes I'm looking at them and I'm like, okay. Like, that's when I think that me and you would disagree. So is there any other thoughts, anything else that people want to bring up? Yeah, it's like what you were saying about how um, white leftists will, I think it's not our place to say, like, especially the Biden thing. That was like, yeah. you can 
discuss it and have like a conversation about um, like the sort of policies that will end up being supported. But those types of statements are so disrespectful and it's just like, they, I don't think they come from a place of, um, I mean, actual respect. I know I already said disrespectful, but it just comes across as being very ignorant, especially, um, I think it's, people will say sort of like, um, express it like a similar sentiment. I, I, I might've brought this up before, but about how people will like, um, make fun of poor people for not going to college and then voting Republican, which it's like, if you do care about solving the issue, um, for both that, like both in regards to classism and racism, you have to like address, um, why that's happening like if you take issue with it you have to have that conversation and say you know like what's going on in the system and in politics right now that's causing that and how can we create a better environment for people that should be the goal to improve people's lives and another thing i want to add by someone else who's in the background <laughs> who um they said um neither party cares about black people black people pick between the economic message of the republican party and the social message of the democratic party which i think is absolutely true i 100 percent agree um i think that actually the black community specifically leans a lot a, a little bit more conservative honestly because they have like christian values a lot of them like are anti-abortion but because the republican party is painted and i'm not saying that they are but they're painted in a way where they're like white supremacist or they're like racist or they like don't like black people a lot of black people end up going towards the democrats because it's like i would rather get cut by a thousand paper cuts than just be like shanked you know what i mean so i think that that's um, a difficult um, decision that black people have to make and unfortunately that's the case I definitely feel like we should move to a place where um, I don't have to vote based on the fact that I'm black or like it, it should just be I think that it should just be a, we should get to a point where candidates from both sides care about black issues and their platform it like automatically speaks about black issues if that makes sense and I and I definitely think that we need to have more nuance when we talk about black issues and minority issues because it's a lot more than criminal justice it's a lot more than um black people getting killed in the streets like they're you know black people are not a monolith we are we are so many they're black lgbtq they're black women like there's so many different people within these minorities and so many different issues that affect us that I think that it's really, it's, it's a disservice to just put um, minority issues or black issues as um, just criminal justice. And it, it's in, and you see this in like Joe Biden's um, plan, because I was reading it the other day, um, his plan for black people, and it was just criminal justice. And like, and I'm just like, a large part of it, let me just say that, let me rephrase, a large part of it was criminal justice. And I'm like, there's so many other things affecting the black community. I'm not saying that criminal justice is something that you know isn't affecting it or like trying to put a weight on it like one is bigger than the other because we definitely can um, tackle many things at one time but I definitely feel like there needs to be more nuance to that conversation I uh oh do you want to go ahead I I hate to bring up a controversial take because both of you are far better speakers than I am I acknowledge that but yeah we can elaborate if need (sighs) needed hot take just because you vote for trump doesn't automatically make you racist yeah i think no yeah okay i i, I definitely i can agree with that and there's, i can see that yeah that there's like there's also like paulo was saying there's some more like details to that that need to be discussed for the implications of voting for trump as well which i feel like you're yeah, probably about to my talk mom about. <laughs> like my mom 
she wanted Trump to win. But like originally she was like, I would vote Bernie, but she didn't like she didn't like what Biden was going to do with the economy. And she's a business owner. And she was like, since Trump was elected, he is only my business has only thrived. So I want him to win. And she's a mother of six kids who she has to provide for. So she has acknowledged that Trump is a terrible person. She hates him, but like she likes she likes his economic policies because it benefits her and her family. And I get that. I, I think that that I think yeah. I would like to say that that is a majority of Donald Trump supporters. The problem is, I think that I have with Donald Trump supporters that they're willing to excuse a lot. And I'm not saying that that's specifically your mother, but a lot of the Donald Trump supporters I personally have come in contact with, they kind of brush the things or excuse the things that Donald Trump have said or done that wasn't correct or could have come off as racist um, because Donald Trump is beneficial to them and it helps their pocket. Oh yeah, my my mom, for example, she criticizes so much of what Trump said. Like she was pissed when he said we're gonna have a a vaccine by Easter because like she's working on that team. Like she was working with the government for that, uh, and she was like pissed at him. She was like, "What the what the heck, man?" But yeah, she she doesn't like Trump so much as she doesn't like Biden more so than she hates Trump. Yeah, and I think that that's a large part of some of the people that voted for Donald Like, I think that Donald Trump, again, like, again, not to keep using the word nuance, but, like, Donald <laughs> Trump supporters are more than just, like, KKK um, members and, you know, trailer park trash or people who live, not saying that all of the people who voted for him are that, but they're more than just people who live in the Midwest. Um, I think that there are a lot of people who voted for him economically. There are a lot of people who voted for him for, you know, because of his views on abortion and his views for Christianity. Like there are different reasons as to why people voted for Donald Trump. I think that the problem just comes to you're willing to, when you vote for someone, it's like you're willing to put aside all of the bad because he benefits you. And, and that is the same thing with Joe Biden, though, so. That is exactly yeah, the same thing. That's I, why this we, is, like, or do you want to, or should I? Uh, I'll go in the, I'll go really fast, then. <laughs> okay. We, we brought this up in, uh, we brought this up in, what's it called, community meeting, and the problem is most people who are voting for someone, even if it starts out as a lesser evil, they, politicians, it seems like they begin to worship them as deities. Oh yeah, that's why it's it was really shocking because a lot of people were going into this saying like, um, settle for Biden and they're the same people now that are getting involved in the sort of like um, discourse that um, like, I'm oh, sorry uh, that Paula was just talking about online, um, where it's like this beginning to idolize politicians is it's definitely it's a dangerous game because in this in the same way that they are people like we are um the way that things work right now and just in general they're going to have to do things that um you're not going to agree with and it's like especially you know when we're talking about biden and having to choose okay like you're you have to weigh your options and say this part of my life will be affected this part of my life will be affected which do i need to prioritize um, um and so but what is it before I go off on this topic, uh, primary votes, like choosing a nominee, are a popular vote, correct? Like, that's not an elector thing. That's, like, who like who the people vote most for, correct? Uh, what was the first part of your question? Yeah. Who, 
the the primaries are like a popular vote. They're not electors, correct? Yeah. That, so you win delegates so I, for each state. Yeah. So what I what I hate about the settle for Biden movement is that it's it was the majority who put him in. I mean, he won Super Tuesday. He won South Carolina. That's why he is the nominee. I actually don't necessarily agree with that because, like, I am. I think that personally, my belief is that I think that the Democratic Party push Bernie Sanders. I'm not saying that, like, Bernie. I oh yeah, there was a there was a huge coup though. Like when people dropped out of the race, they were also endorsing Biden. Biden, exactly. There was a, there was a huge push for Joe Biden to be president within the Democratic Party itself. Yeah. Um, and so I don't necessarily. I, I think that it's just the choices that we were given. Like it, it was kind of like we were handed these two people on a platter and being like, hey well, you guys have to decide between these two. And it's like, can I get something different? And it's like, no. Yeah, it's like, even talking about what happened with Bernie. I Considering, I mean, we've already talked about how the margin that Biden um, is like projected to win by, it's it's not like super big. So the idea of Bernie being the candidate, uh, the Democratic candidate and like actually succeeding, um, I, I really don't think that would have happened. Oh, me too. Um, yeah, it's like you don't think Bernie would have succeeded. I think no, that I think he, like he. I think that he has a lot of rhetoric um, that a lot of people misunderstand. There's a lot of misinformation about the yeah. things that he. Um, the things that yeah, he because in. the because when unlike unlike Biden, where when the where when Republicans label him as a socialist, it's completely untrue. Bernie's not a socialist, but it's a lot easier to, to label him that. as one. Yeah. So yeah. I have yeah. three questions before we close out because we're running out of time. So <laughs> um, the first question is, what do you think that the transition is going to be like? How is America going to be able to move forward? Um, what are some of your predictions? Um, one thing that I thought was interesting when I was talking to my dad about this was... Um, like, so we're discussing if we think he'll concede, when we think he'll do it, etc. And something interesting that he brought up was the possibility that Trump will attempt to stay a relevant political figure, which I hadn't really thought about before. Um, but I mean, I guess that makes sense, considering that people are already talking about 2024 and all of that. So I don't know, if he were to proceed and try to stay in the public eye doing stuff um, obviously on a smaller scale to what he's doing now. Um, what do you guys think that would look like? And do you think he'd do something like that? I mean, he basically has a group of completely devoted followers that's almost cult-like. I'm not saying all Trump supporters are that, like I said before, but there are quite a few who are exactly like that. I mean, yeah, to go back to, I was either you or Paula that was talking about how people will just justify the stuff he says. I There are some terrifying videos of people just finding... Uh, ways to excuse the things he said it's like that's not actually sexist that's not him talking about sexual assault that's not him being racist it, it's like yeah i have yeah. you guys seen that video from a few years ago where um this guy's like asking about the you know grab him by the pussy comment that he made um and they're all excusing it like it's just how boys talk and then he goes like would you say that would your dad say that would, or like would your preacher say that, that? and they can't like, yeah maybe if you're a say, frat yes. boy or the fact or the fact that they're just like, oh, that's just how he is. He's not, like, he's not a regular politician. And I'm just like, okay. There's no, like, um, criticism in that. And there needs to be. 
I, I think personally for me, I think that he might do television or some type of like, I definitely feel like he's definitely going to yeah. stay on Twitter. Like a Rush Limbaugh type of thing. Yes. Or a, uh... yes. And, and to be quite honest with you, I think that he's a very, inter- he's an entertainer. He's a very entertaining person. He's very funny. I have to give him that. And I feel like there are a lot of people who will tune in. I honestly, I don't like Donald Trump, but if he was to start a TV show, I might tune in, not because of the rhetoric, but just to like, because... You know how, like, for four years we've just been staring at Donald Trump and the way that he's able to just grab the media attention? Attention. Yeah. I think that he'd be able to to do that. Um, it's, is like, there... absurdly funny, you know? Like, the things he says are dangerous and scary and bad, but it's, like, so ridiculous that, like, when he just makes these comments that make no sense, it's, like, funny in the same way that you can also, like, at the same time in the back of your mind are, like, he's spreading misinformation to ha- ha- so have many you guys... people. Have um, you guys heard of Bill Burr? No, I have not. I, I he's, do... a, he's, he's a stand-up he's a stand-up comedian, and he made a really good point. He was like, before Trump was president, everyone loved him because he was a total clown and didn't make any sense. He was ridiculous. When he became president, people were like, oh, crap, he has power, and he's actually doing this now with an even bigger front. Okay, so I have one more question to wrap up, and we'll give quick um, answers to this. But now we're living in the time of... Um, digital media so what are some of your thoughts with um teenagers being on media and stuff like that uh i think it's significantly impacted the way that we interact with politics and it is not good in a way but also good for communication we have like 10 seconds we yeah we are running out of time we might have to wrap (laughs) so um we're gonna talk a little bit more about that um on um the next podcast episode so please um tune in so thank you guys for a really really good discussion i i really like this um and thank you guys for listening um let us know your thoughts and what other subjects you would like us to cover and for now that's the end of politics thank you bye bye guys